719. A reminder, our daily senior shout-out comes at 750 as we say congratulations to one graduating senior each and every day and send them well wishes from family and friends. A spring and uh, commencement season unlike any other. Duval County School Superintendent Dr. Diana Green is with me on Jacksonville's Morning News. An end to a school year that in your teaching profession and education profession, you probably had never even thought of or planned for when you're involved in debates about face masks and things like that. Good morning. How are you today? Good morning, Rick. I'm I'm doing very well. Thank Uh, you. uh, So yesterday we had a whole lot of commentary about the face mask thing. So the district has decided to purchase personal protective equipment, including face masks for next year. Talk us through where you're at with the decision on that and if it's going to be a requirement, what it may look like for next school year. Well, we right now are making sure that we have a solid foundation and that we are prepared for whatever may happen with the opening of the 2021 school year. Our goal is to try to create as normal as an atmosphere as possible, uh, knowing that we're not in normal times, and ensure that our students and our employees are safe. We do have to remember that uh, our, many of our employees have may have underlying medical conditions. They, many of our employees are over 65. Uh, many of our children live with their grandparents. We just want to make sure that we have every resource available to to our employees and students so that we can open school safely. My goal is to try to make the place where students on the survey want to come back to. It is not, it is not designed to uh, have students in masks all day. We are working on classroom organization, how, how to transition through the hallways. And again, it's all about making sure that we can provide the highest quality of education, but at the same time make sure everyone is safe. So it sounds as though we don't have firmed up plans as yet for the whether or not the, the face mask issue would be required. Is that fair to say? That is fair to say because ordering um, hand sanitizer, gloves, it, it, we need a, a lot of lag time. We need that time to get our shipments in. Everyone is ordering uh, these resources, and we are trying to be proactive so that if the decision is made that during transition time, students must wear masks. We're not scrambling trying to find those resources. Currently today on a 77 or 77 passenger bus, uh, if we were to implement social distancing of six feet, we could only transport nine students. Mm. That, that's not reasonable. That We're not going to be able to just transport nine students. So we have to figure out what is the safest way to minimize the uh, number of spaces, but at the same time maximize uh, the transporting of students. We transport over 40,000 students every day. It's unbelievable to imagine how many buses or extra uh, 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 transportation resources might be needed. And then how do you even afford something like that? How does the district afford that? well, that's the point. The district would not be able to afford that. So we have to figure out how can we put um, more students on the bus, but at the same time keep students safe.
even if we were to put one student per seat, that would now equal 22 students we could transport on a 77-passenger bus. But there are many parts and pieces of the logistics of running a school district the size of uh, 143,000. That's including 13,000 employees. And we have over 200 campuses. And we have to develop a very strong, comprehensive plan that ensures that we are doing everything to keep people safe and at the same time be able to offer high-quality education because our many of our students need to be in our brick-and-mortar building. And as I said on the survey, I think more than 85% of the students want to come back to school. And you mentioned the survey a few times, Dr. Diana Green with Duval County Public Schools. If you missed hearing the story earlier in the week, there's a, a survey that's going out to parents and, uh, and anyone in the district and a lot of questions. What do you hope to gauge from that? Do you already have some uh, data that's come your way that gives you a, a really interesting insight into how parents and kids are looking at next school year? The survey is to help us gain their perspective. Uh, many times we have to make decisions and, and we don't have the luxury of gaining the voice of students or gaining the voice of parents, and this is our opportunity. We, we have about 12 weeks before uh, if school opens on time. We want to hear from our parents. We want to hear from our students, and we want to take that information and um, carefully and strategically develop a very strong plan for for our students. Uh, we, we also have things like athletics to think about. How are we going, how will athletics work next year? How will uh, band work? There are many, as I continue to say, parts and pieces that we have to put together and craft a very strong plan where people feel safe and at the same time they don't feel like we're being um, so restrictive that it, 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 it doesn't even resemble anything like school. Uh, communication is going to be such an important component to this. How does the district plan to kind of roll out what next school year ultimately looks like? Do you have one target date to be able to kind of do a reorientation in a post-pandemic world, or is it a gradual rollout of transportation maybe uh, in one phase and then lunches and, uh, to your point, uh, on sports and those kinds of things? Well, we understand that there are certain uh, aspects of this that need to be standardized, and it will be um, a, a standard across the district. And then there are other aspects that have to be a school by school. All of our schools are built differently. Um, they're, they're organized differently, and we understand in some aspects we can't have a one-size-fits-all. Uh, so what we do at a high school would be very different than what we would do at an elementary school. And we believe that later in the month of July, we will have that opportunity to share that information with our families. Um, the families that are utilizing transportation, that would be one group of, of individuals we would need to communicate with families that have students who are student athletes or involved in extracurricular activities. That's another um, aspect that we will have to address. But I think the main thing is that families will know in plenty of time prior to the opening of school what 
that new normal will look like in our schools. As you have things to communicate along the way, Dr. Green, keep this number handy. You're welcome anytime. We'd like to make sure that we uh, try to uh, provide that resource to the community and hopefully you get some rest <laughs> amidst all of the logistical challenges that lie ahead. Well, thank you very much. And um, we will be utilizing your you as an avenue because we know that our families are they wake up, they're, they're listening to information, they're listening to the news, and, and we're going to take full advantage so that they will know that we, in this time, we, we are trying to over-communicate. All right, Dr. Diana Green, Duval School Superintendent, we'll stay in very close contact with all of our other partners. In fact, uh, while uh, we were getting set with uh, Dr. Green, I've been texting back and forth with uh, St. John's School Superintendent's office, and we'll work to get their uh, clarity, if you will, on what next school year may ultimately start to look like over the coming days and weeks. WOKV News Time, 728.